Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Blister Podcast, Gear 30. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and you can check us out online at blisterreview.com. Today's episode is part two of our conversation with Black Crow Ski's co-founder, Camille Jacou, and head ski designer, Julien Renier. You can listen to part one of our conversation about the history and trajectory of the Black Crows over on episode 64 of the Blister podcast. But here in part two, we get into the topic of women's specific skis, then talk through what's new in the Black Crows 1819 lineup before it gets unveiled next week at the Snow Sports Industries of America trade show in Denver. This episode of Gear 30 is presented by Marble Brewery, and most recently, we've been checking out a few more of Marble's limited edition beers. And the big news here is that I think I've discovered a new favorite Marble beer. They call it their Reserve Ale, and they describe it as a great bear of a beer, complex and layered for a warm, full flavor. Aged in bourbon barrels, this uniquely American ale acquires notes of oak, vanilla, and bourbon. Well, as you know, we take our product descriptions at Blister very seriously, and I have to say that I really, really like every single one of the words in that description, and this is a pretty big beer at 9% ABV, and it is most definitely delicious. The other best part of Marble's description is that they recommend pairing it with, quote, gingerbread men, waffles, and fresh ice cream, end quote. Sadly, I haven't paired the Reserve Ale with any of those things, but I found it to be delicious by itself, and now I am jonesing for both waffles and some gingerbread man, so I need to go make a grocery store run. I'll include a link to Marble's Reserve Ale in the show notes to this episode so you can check it out for yourself, or just go to marblebrewery.com to check out any of Marble's offerings. And now, here are Camille and Julian on the 1819 lineup from Black Crow's Skis. I wanted to get your thoughts on um, a topic that we've been thinking about a lot again, uh, again uh, around here. Um, this notion of women's specific skis. And you guys are a company that actually offers, I think, a really interesting line of like, quote unquote, women's skis. And honestly, like I don't, we don't around here yet have like a strong stance on this. But there is this question, right, about does it make any sense to sort of design men's skis versus quote-unquote women's skis as opposed to just making like unisex skis? And I would be curious to hear you guys talk for a minute about the – I know there's – this is not a simple issue, I don't think. But I'd be interested to hear actual, you know, a ski company uh, and ski designers talking about this issue of how you approach this. Well, there there is a there is a strength and a weight um, difference between uh between men and women, and uh, there is a strength and weight difference between men and men, and between women and women. Mm-hmm. So it's uh you can you can right. take the problem many many different ways, but um there is a a greater chance of having a strength strength difference between men and women. So. For most women, the women's ski that we built are a little bit softer and a little bit lighter. So they will fit, uh, most likely they will fit women a better way. But you, you still have that strong, super technical women that's not necessarily um, um, uh, heavier, but she's technically perfect. So she can ski a stronger ski. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and that ca- that type of skier can totally um, take a, a man's ski. But um, you you have to you have to also understand the the ski market and the shop how they are set up. They have woman wall and and man wall. And if you only do unisex ski, you'll never get into the woman wall because your ski is considered as a man's ski. So that's that's a, a problem. Of, it's not a problem of the market, but it's a it's a way that uh, shops are set up. And uh, and we we started we started doing women's ski for uh, that particular reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's also super fun uh, because it's different design, uh, different approach to um, to make a different kind of color mix and. Uh, and try to fit what uh, what kind of a, of a, of color can fit a woman, and we do we do uh, ask and we do have women in our in our uh, design discussions, so it's interesting. Um, but also, I, I really think it fits um, the 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 power and and um, and the the weight that women usually are and ski are ski with. So, um, I think it makes sense. I know some company are just changing the, the design and making the same skis for the, the men and women. Mm-hmm. Changing but, uh, the top sheet. Yeah. yeah the, but, the, the, the graphic. And, and because, yeah, yeah, because us, we, we, it's, it's, it's important. We, so we keep the same shape. So you have, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for example, the Atris and the Atris Birdie. Birdie is a woman range. So we keep the, the same molds. It's the same shapes. But as Julian said, we, we work on the, on the weight and on the flex. Uh, but the identity of the skis, the idea is to really propose the, the, the same kind of identity. And after we keep the same uh, pattern for the graphic design, but we just play with colors mm-hmm. between men and women. And, uh, and um, and yeah, because our, our idea it's really to propose and to the same story and to be on the same same skis, but with some product who are adapted in terms of, of weight. Yeah, and, uh, and 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 yeah. And if you and again, if you have that super strong skier that that can flex a a men's ski, why not taking the men's ski? I yep. mean, yeah, unless you don't like pink. Because the Corvus is pink and it's a man's ski. Yeah. So, yeah. Ambiguity in our line. <laughs> first ski is the 196 uh, was pink and it's nice. still pink. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to, I, we need to bring this back. I, I think this is, uh, yeah, I'm going to start the campaign. Um, I'm going to start the campaign and I'm going to get back into the, into the, under the squat rack. And uh, so when the 196 Corvus comes back around yeah. in in pure pink, I'll be ready for it. All right. Good, okay. Good, good, good. Um. So, uh, a couple other things. I I really wanted to ask you about the the Arto, the uh-huh. the 68 millimeter underfoot ski that I saw last year. I think for the first time I saw it. I don't know if it was okay. new last year, but it was new to no, me. No, we, we have it for many years. Okay, we have okay. it for many years, but um, it's um, you know, um, me, I'm coming from a, a, a very uh, strong uh, background of a uh, alpine skier family. 
Yeah. My grandmother went to the Olympics for Sweden. Um, my my mother was a world champion in a slalom special. Hmm. Um, my uncle was a World Cup champion, and my whole family was a alpine skier. And um, and I was kind of the renegade of the family because <laughs> I did skiing and I did free ride and um, and I I didn't do alpine skiing. But still, like alpine skiing for for me and for I think for us at Black Holes is a is just skiing. Yep. And uh, we see skiing with a big S, and uh, and the Arto was just a little uh, off series to uh, just to say that we like that kind of skiing. It's mm-hmm. not our I it's it's not our pure identity because we are free riders, and that's what we did professionally, but. We still uh, sit down on the weekend and watch uh, Kickspool, for example. Yep. Because we just love skiing, and uh, and proposing that ski in, in that line was the reminder that that we are n- not just the ski company of the Grand Monte uh, and Chamonix. We are the ski. We want to be the ski company of skiing. Yep. Um, and uh, and uh, to me, that ski was that reminder that yeah, we we can do a ski that's uh, one twenty two underfoot. And we are an independent company that can do a uh, giant slalom ski mm-hmm. uh, along with all all the rest. And um, and that, that, to me, that's that's just a reminder that Black Horse yeah. is also that. And it, I think for Yorgo, it was a great exercise as well to uh, design a, a blue, uh, blue, um, red and white ski. <laughs> and uh, it is just uh, the gates, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's it's it was a cool uh, cool exercise. And I know we have that skit for uh, maybe four years now. Okay, um, yes. the so same design, and it's, like that, the so. design doesn't get old. Yeah. No, we 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 change three times the design. We, yeah, we, but, we, the, we, but the last one is it's been there for three years. I think three, four years. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I love it, and I, and I love exactly what you had to say about it, and I think this is kind of pretty much what I wrote about the ski after our, uh, in our coverage of SIA last year, that this is just increasingly like a, you know, I don't know, it, it's a, it's something that I've become more and more interested in just the idea that I don't like, I don't think it's good for skiers. I don't think it's good for skiing in general, that if a ski is like 84 millimeters wide or narrower, we automatically slap a like bad looking world cup graphic on it as mm-hmm. if, as if we're mistaken that like we, for, we left our Lycra speed suit at home, you know, like I, I think the idea that it's like, you know what? Yeah. Some of us like to ski in big mountains and steep terrain, but it turns out when conditions call for it, it's really fun to just get on a skinny ski and carve turns and make sure you still know how to carve turns and that was basically what I wrote about that Arto. And I, and I was why I was curious earlier in the conversation, Julian, when you were talking about the, uh, the, the Virtus, um, two narrower skis that don't look like, you know, somebody left them up at the, at the start gate, right? They, they look like quote unquote free ride skis. They just happen to be skinnier, which. Yeah. Took- yeah. And, and, and I think there is a space for them, you know, that kind of conditions that are, super hard pack and you yeah the, the, the off piece is not good anymore and you just want to ski fast and lay those turns and make sure you're you're still on your foot and you're still capable of uh 
of uh, going fast and strong. And I, I think it's super fun to ski in those kind of conditions. Yep. And um, and we are we are developing those kind of skis like along with the Vertis, and we are thinking about about other skis for those kind of conditions and um, and those kind of days where where you just want to go fast and um, and have a, have a good edge grip and um, do it with a, a black cross ski. I mm-hmm. think it's the, the way we ski, the way I ski at least. So, mm-hmm. so we, 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 we surely want to, um, to give um, uh, skis like that to our customer. And I really am like, I'm curious uh, to go put them up against um, some of the other skis and a kind of the, in that class and category and of a similar width and just kind of see, right. I mean, um, see how they, see how they do, but, um, the, you, you want to try the Arto? I do. And the, and the Vertis. Uh, the Arto is a, is a good old classic double titanal, very stiff, aggressive giant sun ski works pr- pretty well. Like you need, <laughs> you need the boots, you need everything that, that goes with it. You need a plate. But it's um, I, I mean, it's super fun when the it's a early morning ski. It needs to <laughs> yep. be uh, hard pack and um and and well groomed. Okay, but it's fun. Cool. It's really fun. Um, I've got to ask you guys because I think I think this is the no other ski have I been asked more about than than the Atris in the last year, and I'm not kidding about this. Um, so. And we had kind of gotten some sort of conflicting reports. Uh, we had heard that I reviewed the, I think this 1617 Atris, and then we heard that it had got changed up for this season. Everybody in the world is emailing me, asking me what the change was. So I'm um, just going to ask you, Julian, what the hell did you do to it? So the... Um... I did, I did some very minor changes, uh, but um, the flex is a little bit uh, softer, but it's, it would be in percentage. It's very hard to, um, to uh, actually envision what's a percentage uh, change of flex is, but it's only 5%, so it's very minor. Um, I changed the flex because I, I made the radius a little bigger. And I made the radius a little bigger because I wanted the ski to be a little more stable um, when you, you're going sideways and shutting down, down your speed on a, let's say a free ride line where you're kind of lost and you want to shut down, shut down your speed. Um, with a longer radius, you have a more stable, um, you have a more stable ski. Um, and, uh, and, but in the meantime, I wanted the, the 3D radius, like the, the ski turning radius, like the real one. Uh, to be the same as the um, as the one that has a, a smaller 2D radius. Uh, so in order to do that, you soften the flex a little bit, and the and the and the ski arcs a little bit. E- it's easier to arc the ski, uh, uh, and uh, and you you can actually put a longer radius. Uh, so the ski is a little bit more stable when you go um, you you turn sideways. And you you do the um, uh, the sliding sliding turn, uh, and the um, the back tip is a little bit um, uh, it's a little less higher. Mm-hmm. So um, sorry, the tail is flatter. Yep, with more prog- progressive um, with more progressive um, rise into the tail, and also the um, the radius is a little bit. Uh, 
goes a little bit more outside of the um, of the rocker. Uh, the rocker is starting, and the radius is, goes a little longer into the um, into the tip and tail. So you have a little bit of more edge grip when you put your skis on the on those carving turn. So it's uh, really it's, there are very very minor changes. And also, we we have been able to uh, to do it a little lighter because it's a little uh, the skis are a little bit softer, so uh, the skis a little bit lighter. Okay. So uh, very minor sh- changing ch- changes overall. Um, I think the ski is a little a little bit easier to ski, uh, and it's performing. Uh, the, the performance are quite similar. Okay, and just last question on that. We also get asked a lot about the 184 Atris versus the 189. And I think the big question is people wonder if, if, if they jump up to the 189, are they getting a significantly burlier, stronger ski? Or do you, in your opinion, is it a more subtle difference going from 184 to 189? To me, it's a big difference uh, for powder, powder skiing. If the people take that ski for um, for being uh, on uh, harder snow and occasionally on uh, on powder, um, the one eighty four is gonna be more maneuverable and more playful. Uh, but you're not gonna have an, as much glide as on a one eighty nine, mm-hmm. and uh, and the one eighty eighty nine is gonna really help gliding and uh, having those. Uh, that surface uh, on the powder day on the the big powder days. Okay, and it depends on the weight. I'm like I'm not that tall. I'm one seventy five centimeters, which doesn't make any sense for you Americans, <laughs> which is too bad. But I'm, I'm very average, uh, five eight, I think, five yeah five seven five eight, okay. and uh, and uh, eighty uh, eighty five kilos. That doesn't make any sense too. Uh, if you guys are talking in pound, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, anyway, quite average, but um, uh, uh, it really depends on your weight. But mm-hmm. I think it makes a big difference. I wouldn't go um, on a powder trip with a 184. Yeah, for my size and, and weight. Yeah, I would take the 189, and I I, I do build, I do think it makes a big difference. What, I, what I realize for my skiing, and it's pretty interesting to um, maybe to talk about, um, is that I need one meter in front of my uh, of my toe. Uh, I I need at least one meter of ski to be uh, to have a, a ski that's gonna that's gonna perform well for me in uh, in powder. If I have less than that. I always go over the bars and I always, uh, to me, it's not enough ski. Uh, so it's interesting for people to understand that because they, they can really, um, adjust the, the center mount of their skis and their ski lens when they buy ski. If they, if they realize how much they need in front of the, of their boots. Hmm. Interesting. To me, it's one meter, less than one meter. And I, I just, it's not, it's not a powder skis for me. Hmm. Well, that's, that's pretty interesting because my one big comment on the actress that, that, you know, again, we reviewed the, I guess the 1617 was we felt like it was a bit short shoveled 
And so we were kind of recommending backing up, just going even minus one on the ski, which of course on gets into yeah, yeah. For the one uh, we were on the on one eighty four, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but maybe be because the ski is not big enough. Could be, yeah. And yeah. I think I think that's where. And so we got we ended up getting a lot of questions about well, what about the one eighty nine? Is there, and you were talking about, well, go to the 189 for obviously like you want a bigger ski to float better in deep snow. But I think a lot of the questions we've gotten has been, if we bump to the 189, is there a significant increase in stability for like variable conditions or firm conditions? Like the top, you know, top end speed limit of the ski, is there, you know, a big increase in stability by jumping to the 189? But it doesn't necessarily. That's not exactly what I've heard you say. Well, I think that that would be a problem of a uh, of the skier. Uh-huh. There is no bad ski, only bad skiers. <laughs> if you, if you can go fast on the one eighty four, you can. If you can go fast on the one eighty nine, you can surely go pretty fast on the one eighty four. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I can go fast on both of those skis in, in variable condition. There is a little bit of an increase. Like it's uh, a longer ski is gonna, always going to be Inevitable, more stable, yeah. but I don't think it's going to make a world of difference. Yeah. But in deep snow, you will feel it. Yeah. You, you will. It's where you will feel it. And uh, actually, to answer that question of mounting point, for my style of skiing, I mount the atris two centimeters forward. You go forward. The, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it really, it's you can. We can talk a lot about, about mounting point. It's a very uh, interesting subject, but it all comes down with how people ski and, yep. and what they want to do with skiing. I mounted forward because I have a, a freestyle background, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm used to that. Mm-hmm. And I'm used to have a, a ski that's very light underfoot and that uh, and has a, a very uh, a, a very good swing weight. Yep. So uh, so I tend to center my ski more than other people. And less than true freestylers, because true freestylers will, will uh, dead center it. Yeah. But I don't like how a dead center ski skis. It's, yeah. To me, it's not enough front, and uh, and it doesn't and it's not stable enough at high speed. Yeah. But um, it really all depends how good you are on your skis as well. Like some people are better than me, and they can handle it. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, Julian, maybe we'll save the conversation about mount points for another time because I'm worried Camille might fall asleep on us. So uh, (laughs) why don't we, I want to let you guys get going, but, but to wrap, um, I'd love to talk a bit um, about the, the next year's lineup, the 1819 Black Crows lineup. Um, And uh, I guess we are all, uh, I will see you guys in Denver um, in I guess just a few days here uh, and we'll get to see the new line, but, but what can you tell us about uh, either what's new or what's been tweaked or what comes back unchanged? Um, tell me about this 1819 lineup. So it's, um, I don't is falling asleep. So maybe <laughs> talk a little bit. Yeah, you know, we, we, we jet lag. We just landed like 24 hours ago in, uh, in, in Montreal. So, <laughs> It's like yeah, I'm no two two uh, two 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 thirty I'm in, in, in France now. Yeah. But now I'm I'm gonna let Julian talk about the skis and we'll talk about the, the outer wear. But it's okay. um for the skis it's it's always about continuity and um and uh try to make everything a little a little better. Um and I try to make my skis um 
or the black horse keys, uh, fit to the practice. Cause you can, you can have a great idea and be too much forward, too much in advance and, and doesn't fit to the practice, doesn't fit to, to what people need and want, uh, in the given time. And, uh, it just doesn't work. So I, I really try to work. Um, I really try to ski hard, first of all, mm-hmm. uh, and to ski a lot and to understand what skiing is about right now. Uh, so next year we did, uh, we re redid the Corvus. Um, and I wanted to have a, a Corvus that was, a um, easier to, to maneuver, but still performing as much as the old one. Um, so, uh, so I changed, um, the, the design and we went for, um, a flat and flat and reverse camber. Um, so a flat underfoot, um, and the principle was to, uh, to really, uh, to really have a ski that was, um, that was re- easy to maneuver in a, in a off piste, um, and, uh, and still, um, uh, um, not, uh, how can I say, uh, and still, uh, easy to, to bring back to the ski lift and go back up and, uh, and, and enjoy your, uh, your powder run. But anyway, um, we change, we change the construction, we change the shape and, uh, the, the skis is skiing fantastic. Uh, the performance is really high and I, I think it's a way easier ski to ski and you can, um, charge as hard as, as the old one. So that's a great, um, uh, uh, progress on, uh, on that ski. And, uh, it's always a challenge to change the chorus cause it's, uh, it's the first ski we've made. Hmm. We changed, um, the Camox, uh, Freebird. Hmm. We're able to, um, to decrease uh, a little bit of, uh, of the weight and, uh, keep, uh, for our Freebird, it's a very important for us is to keep the ski ability. We're not going to aim for the, the lowest weight. We're always going to aim for the, um, the, the ski ability. So, uh, so the Corvus, uh, we were able to, um, to, uh, decrease the weight a little bit, but we, we kept the ski ability, uh, very high. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I was able to work with another mold than the, than the regular Corvus. So I adjust the, the side cut and the, and the front and the back rocker according to the practice, uh, which, uh, which I put a little bit less to have a more edge uh, efficiency on that ski. Uh, which is going to be great in, st- in steep skiing. And I think that, that weight that, um, the Corvus is a uh, 90, 97 waist millimeter. I think it's a great ski for steep skiing and, um, and couloirs and, uh, and, uh, and randonnée, um, and, and classic randonnée. Okay. Um, and, uh, and the last one is a very special ski that we developed with, um, with, uh, Bruno okay. and, uh, and, um, and Bruno and the, and the steep skier that we have in the team, uh, it's going to be called the Solis. Uh, it's a hundred millimeter waist ski, uh, very tough, very strong mountain ski. So it's, um, it's, uh, everything is, it's turned towards, uh, being a mountain ski, uh, re- reliability, um, and, uh, and skiing on a steep part of the mountain. So the, I, I think I can talk for hours about that ski, so I'm, I'm going to try to make it quick. Uh, everything it's, it's is a made ski for steep. Yeah, ski. it's a ski for steep skiing. So everything from the radius, from the the way the the rocker uh, goes up, 
uh, and the and the stiffness of, stiffness of the ski is 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 uh, thought about turning into steep terrain, and uh, it's thought about stability and reliability, uh, reliability. I I can't do that word, but I hope you understand me. Yeah, reliability. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and uh, and it's very interesting ski, and also I've been uh, working. Um, I have talked about my passion for architecture, hmm. and when I do uh, design ski, uh, it's it's about volume and structure, and uh, and I was able to do um, to do something uh, that I'm really proud of. Like that ski is very elegant uh, in its shape, uh, and uh, and the way the 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 tip and the tail are are shaped are quite elegant and uh and also in conjunction with um with yurgo design and the way we designed it as far as a graphic design it's, it's a ski that that really is special um and applying very simple uh, principles so that's uh that's i'm i'm, I'm very proud of that ski <laughs> so um so i hope you you're going to pass by our booth and and watch it yeah, and how wide is it underfoot? Uh, under hundred millimeter. Hundred. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and roughly a, a side cut radius of, I'm guessing a, uh, tw- a twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it's long, longer side cut. Um, yeah, it's a pass by our booth, and I explain, and we maybe we'll we'll do another pos- podcast in the service. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> deal. Deal. That sounds great. I'm, I'm very curious to see it. Um, Camille, talk to me a little bit about what's going on on the apparel front. Yeah, apparel. So it uh, it will be your fourth collect fourth collection, and uh, we we extended the range. So still with this like same vision, we 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 split the range in in two two names, two categories. We have the the corpus range, with really like a free skiing ultra range. And we have the Ventus range is really like uh, ski mountaineering, uh, touring. And, um, and so we have, uh, we have new, new styles in the two, two range for men and women. And, uh, and the corpus is more like, uh, with kind of, uh, uh, kind of urban inspiration. So it's look like, with like, a, a parka jacket. And we, we launched two new, two new style with uh, insulation and, uh, and one, uh, with Gore-Tex and one with a stretch material. Uh, so we, we really worked it on the insulation with, uh, with a primer loft. And, um, and, uh, yeah, the idea was to, to extend the corpus range, um, to, uh, to two layer style with, uh, in, insulated. Uh, and, and that it's for men and women with, uh, with, uh, a good, uh, good bunch of, of colors. Hmm. And, uh, and on the other range in the Ventus, the, the ski mountaineering, uh, ski touring range, where it's more, it's much more minimal. And, uh, and, um, and every single detail is, uh, is based on the functionality for, uh, for, uh, for touring. Um, we have uh, we have uh, redesigned the Ventus full layers in uh, uh, with uh, in, in in Gore-Tex material uh, only only for men and also we have uh, we have quite a lot of new style in uh, in uh, um, in second layer 
and uh, and and down jackets yeah. uh, really into the the ventus range like proper like yeah technical and uh, and uh, and in in all those styles we 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 try to bring some uh, some black rose identity into it so it's a kind of uh, there's there's really uh, a few new few new style but always really focus on the on the on on the on the on the practice of uh, as as our, our ski range is is is, is split between free skiing and and ski mountaineering well gentlemen um i look forward to checking out all of this stuff um yeah, Denver, this is all going to be happening uh, very, very soon. Um, I need to wrap my head around that, I think. But uh, yeah, I look forward to, to seeing the, the apparel and to seeing these, uh, the ski lineup uh, and seeing you guys uh, in Denver in a few days. And um, I appreciate the time today. Thanks, thanks, Camille. Thanks, Julian. Thank you, Jenna. Bye-bye. Right, take Bye. care. That's it for this edition of Gear 30. Thanks again to Camille and Julian for the conversation. And again, if you haven't already, you can check out part one of this conversation over on the Blister Podcast, episode 64. Thanks also to Marble Brewery for sponsoring this episode. And as always, to our strikingly handsome audio engineer, Justin Bob. On the next Gear 30, we will be on the road at the Snow Sports Industry of America trade show in Denver, giving you an overview of the most interesting stuff we are seeing at the show. So subscribe to Gear 30 on iTunes or your favorite Android podcast player, and we will talk to you again on Gear 30 next week.